Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize we started. I thought you were going to show me first. <laughs> okay, one second. One, two. Welcome to episode nine of season four. If you just joined, this is Maria of Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and I'm joined by our supreme overlord, Roland Tart, which of Instagram. Hello. <laughs> if for some reason you haven't already caught it, on May 27th we will be hosting another class on Patreon with Ella Harrison, the author of Book of Spells, and she'll be doing a class on spellcrafting, like a intro to spellcrafting, how to write your own spells, that sort of thing. So if you are somebody who is interested in a little expert advice on how to write your own spells, this might be the class for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's also going to be earlier in the day today. It's going to be mm-hmm. six hours earlier than we normally um, host it because she's in Europe. And mm-hmm. if the timing works well, then we're going to maintain that earlier class. So we will see. Yeah. If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize those in your magical practice. Um, the nearest lunar phase to us from this episode coming out is going to be on a cusp. So it is dependent on where you are living as to what phase your new moon is in. <laughs> so uh, if you are somebody who is living in a time zone that is farther away from me, I'm in California. So somewhere like Australia or um I don't know, some parts of Europe, perhaps. Your new moon on May 19th is going to be the new moon in Taurus. But if you are somebody who is in the Americas, (laughs) your new moon is going to be in Gemini. So if we're talking first about the new moon in Taurus, because it is right on that that cusp, um, the new moon in Taurus is a really good moon for getting good grounding and uh, stability. This is a good moon to do things like grounding. If you're somebody who does like cleansing baths on new moons or even cleanses your home, um, it's a good time to kind of take that an extra step further to do things like grounding, um, perhaps refreshing anything in your home that involves salt, for example. I, I, I always associate Taurus in general with grounding and salt is therefore the go-to crystal. So if you're somebody like me who on the new moon puts salt in the corners of your house, this is a really good time to refresh that. If you're doing the new moon in Gemini or if you are in a place that has a new moon in Gemini, uh, this is a very curious new moon. It is some something... That's something. It is a sign that is always learning and expanding. And so for this new moon, it's a good time period to set intentions that are focusing on that. So perhaps you're somebody who's um, in a point in your practice where you're going to incorporate something brand new and you're wanting to learn about that, and engage with it. This would be a good time to explore that further. Uh, yeah, so either either you are far away from California <laughs> and you're going to focus on grounding or you are in the kind of America's 
Western Europe, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're going to focus on learning and expanding that kind of fun creativity that comes with Gemini. So, yeah, I hope that, that wasn't too confusing. No. <laughs> I will be actually, I'll be practicing the dark moon in Taurus this go around. Yeah, so, that's the day before for those of you who don't know what the dark moon is. Yeah, when the moon is at zero percent, completely but, black. Yeah, um, I will be focusing on like, like habits when it comes to like time and resources and how I spend them like if they're good for me or like you know how I'm spending my time is this good Mm -hmm. for me is this even if it's rest like rest is still important obviously but obviously you know there's sometimes where you're doing something you're like why do I keep doing this I could be doing so many other things that's way more productive of my time like we were just talking before the segment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'll be focusing on the dark moon and Taurus now for the Gemini I think a Gemini and having a Gemini in my household and was raised around a Gemini um <laughs> communication is such an important part of the Gemini sign like they communicate quite a bit and I think that like it's perfect as we're starting to get through Mercury retrograde to do some communication spells that get on the right foot, you know, mm. during the season. So when yeah. we're out of Mercury retrograde, you know, we have that like stability of like what we learned and all that during Mercury mm-hmm. retrograde. But then we also have like a spell that helps us keep communicating well. And then um, since, you know, Gemini are twins, I think it's also kind of fun to think about a side of yourself that you don't really that you've shoved away and you're like mm. you want to develop it a little bit yeah. and yeah like let's say evil you Maria want to <laughs> bring evil Maria out. let's say that you know you're in a high stress job but you want to be a little bit artsy fartsy and you keep like pushing <sighs> that part of yourself away maybe like take some time this Gemini full moon to kind of develop that other side of yourself yeah yeah I like yeah. that so if you just joined us for this episode or haven't listened to the other episodes so far this season in lieu of choosing a card and and discussing it like we have been doing we'll be having a conversation about the whole different sections in tarot so far this year we have gone over the major arcana the minor and what each suit generally represents and we've gone over the aces the twos and today we are on the threes But anyways, typically when we get to the threes, we are starting to see the effects of what we are implementing in our lives um, in the outside world. It is when we start involving the outside world too, for better or for worse, to help get our goals, ideas, or even new situations off the ground. They are cards of community and expansion. Community and expansion play such a big part in the threes. They can show um, show reaching for a helping can for things that can't be done alone. I feel like in the modern world, these cards can be hard and difficult to move on from to get to the next steps. Just because one, we have like a problem with toxic, like self-reliance <laughs> way society is now. And, you know, two communities just aren't what they used to be, especially stateside when we don't live like in walkable places and mm-hmm. high stress 
jobs and things like that. But I digress. These cards, like the three of pentacles and wands, don't have to show actually seeking help face to face. You can also see the community aspect as these cards as like going to the library, you know, taking a class or anything that helps you do outside research and get advice from people more knowledgeable from yourself. Now, when we get to cards like the three of cups, it reminds us like how important community is when it comes to our happiness. And then we get to the three that sometimes shows seeking help from outside ourselves or involving others in our lives can lead to disappointment or through this like outside interaction we are forced to let go of something that wasn't truly serving us so we can move forward in a hopefully healthier way so how do you view the threes are you enjoying your snack (laughs) i i actually love threes and hate them i have like this i don't know love hate relationship with threes Mm -hmm. Three in general, when it comes to magic, is such a powerful number. Mm-hmm. But it also comes as an omen, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It is almost like, actually, if we're talking about in tarot, three comes up with the empress. It also comes up with death, and both of those cards is bringing life and taking life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that is just such a life force card. And although in the minor arcana, there are times that we can kind of dread the card, like the three of swords, mm-hmm. it also gives us this kind of pure potential mm-hmm. of true feeling and raw emotions that we can then take that forward and make with, make with it what we will. <laughs> exactly. Disappointments are like such an important part of our lives, like experiencing yeah. them and going through them. That's when we start like changing and evolving. Um, yeah. You know, making I think real it's just strides. such a powerful number just in mm-hmm. general. Like we see it come up in magic, but in tarot, especially it's connected to both ends of this spectrum mm-hmm. of yeah. I think alive. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why people with like the three of cups, they see it as um, representation of the maiden, the mother and the crone, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And yeah, that just, I, I just a think it's such a, yeah. such a big number. And I think that because the three of swords is there, right. Mm-hmm. I think that people automatically have these really negative connotations um, with the number three in tarot. And mm-hmm. I see it as the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's hard to get it, but after you've moved through it, that's when you start seeing that it was. Right. When you're in the middle of it, it's so hard to see. It's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard to see the forest from the trees, but once you get through it, it's, I don't know, I think it's great. Mm hmm. So this week we are talking about working with the elements, air, fire, water, earth. And I also count spirit personally. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Actually, when we initially talked about discussing this today, Uh I was like, oh, she can be so annoyed if I bring up spirit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think it's really important. Um, Yeah. By the way, if anyone doesn't know what the spirit aspect is, I classify, I personally classify spirit as like actual spirit workings, deity work, our personal energy and spirit. And even when we like meditate and go to our mind's altar, anything Mm. that doesn't really require material per se. How about you? 
I consider it the unknown. The mm-hmm. the fifth element is everything that does not have explanation. Mm-hmm. Things like, you know, if you believe in souls, our soul mm-hmm. counts as part of spirit. Deities, spirits, um, ghosts, energy, you know what I mean? All these things that are the the unknown. The other. <laughs> the unknown. The, the other. The liminal. <laughs> yeah. That's my consider spirit. I know lots of people have different definitions for it. Um, and I definitely don't think that they're wrong, but mm-hmm. um, that's part so- of the beauty of spirit <laughs> is that we can all be right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, goodness. So how do you use the elements? Um, wait, how do you choose to use elements like for spell work? Like, well, how do you wait, develop let, that before choice? we get to that, okay, let's explain okay, okay. what this let, let's explain what the elements are. If okay. you, let's pretend for a minute that you are just green completely. You have no idea what anything is. <laughs> Today's your first day on planet Earth and you don't know what elements are. Obviously, we have things like scientific elements in the periodic table of elements, but in magic, we have four main elements, five if you include spirits. So you have the earth, fire, water, air, spirit. I said mm-hmm. all that right, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and each one of these elements represent um, different things symbolically, but they also represent like real tangible things within the world that mm-hmm. exist and therefore especially if you follow a kind of animistic path mm-hmm. those elements then take part in your practice <laughs> yeah does that make um, sense oh no that makes total <laughs> sense i mean the elements are what builds our world and like you know we interact with them on a daily mm-hmm. basis like Oh, well, I guess not fire all the time. <laughs> Typically, the other if ones. If you think about, actually, actually, wrong. If you think about fire within magic, the sun falls under fire. Oh, that's and, true. And the sun, we, even when it's behind the clouds, okay. it's there. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but we use the elements like for like calling the corners and stuff to, mm-hmm. as a way of honoring them and involving them in spell work mm-hmm. like air is east fire is south west is water and north is um earth and then mm-hmm. I, I like to do i personally for spirit is center um yeah same yeah but i also when i'm doing um calling calling the corners i also do above and below um mm-hmm. That I actually got from one of my witchy acquaintances. I was like, that's really cool. So I involved it in my spell work. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially as I'm a very big believer of as above, so below. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's interesting, and you're gonna have to share that with me at a later date. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so in terms of the elements, mm-hmm. how how do you how do you base your your choices for incorporating them um, into your spell work? Like, how do you decide if you want to use elements? And mm-hmm. then let's say you have decided, then how do you decide which you're going to use? 
Um, okay, so for like fire, I, fire is like what I consider it's passion, it's flame, it's like happiness and quick, effective spell work. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they're really easy to do and like fire is, you know, as I said, it equates to passion and stuff like that. So anytime I'm like, say, sex, magic, bonfire or anything. I knew, I, it. I knew you weren't going to be able to resist to bring up sex magic. Of course. Horny devil. <laughs> it's, it's part of me. It's Aries. It's fine. <laughs> but and then for like water, it's like when I'm working with emotions, cleansing, bath rituals, mm. ocean magic and i also consider water a carrier for like growth and to amplify magic and Mm. i also equate water to long-term magic Mm. i equate water with creativity massively and i know that 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 typically is associated with air Mm -hmm. um but i don't view it that way i view air with like uh inspiration Mm -hmm. but like actual creativity like I don't know. I view them as different things. Does that make sense? No, I think it's like total, diff- two total like different sides of creativity. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, the same thing, but they're different sides of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's like the creativity of water is like feeds your happiness and like mm-hmm. you know it's the beauty of like creating, while yeah. like the air is more like coming the up act. with ideas. Yeah, the and, acts of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. let's see and now for air like air is also cleansing and things like movement like ritual dancing at least for me personally and not some people would equate that to fire but i consider you know you're moving your body and you're creating Mm -hmm. your own like air things like that and also writing spells as robin said inspiration and like chanting during spells and yeah that's what i personally do how about you for air Oh, yeah, I'm on the same exact boat. I view it... I mean, I know this is a pretty good analogy that everybody probably already knows, but the suits, like we talked about earlier in the season mm-hmm. for tarot, align very similarly um, to their magical correspondence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's I'm... So far, I'm fully on board with you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and Earth, I use for, like, grounding, growth, and support. Now, like, like I don't work with much Earth much, like, exclusively, but mm-hmm. unless it's, like, to ground and do crystal grids or just, like, experiencing it. But I feel like Earth is represented, like, in every single spell. Like, mm-hmm. it is I, I wa- totally agree. Yeah, it's in the wax and wick of our candle, and it cradles the water and is in the herbs we use for baths. It's in our incense sticks that we use. Like, it's almost impossible not to have earth represented in some way during spells. Mm-hmm. Like, even when working with spirit, you're still, like, being grounded by the earth and being supported yeah. by the earth. So, like, yeah, well, I completely I agree. Yeah, I didn't say many things for Earth, but it's still like it's all around us. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the only time that I think that Earth specifically I'm focusing on is when I do magic around protection um, mm-hmm. for like my home mm-hmm. um, or my family, anything that I consider like home and hearth. Mm-hmm. Then I specifically incorporate Earth with that. Um, mm-hmm. 
That, that is, makes sense because with it, threshold spells and right. stuff like that, that's all exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so in, in those situations, it becomes a much more intentional incorporation of Earth mm-hmm. than like you were describing how it is unavoidable, and I completely agree <laughs> with that. Um, but I would agree that in in terms of like everyday use and trying to call in a specific element, mm-hmm. Earth is probably one of my lesser used intentional elements mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> intentionally incorporated <laughs> oh, and goodness. i think we already mentioned stuff for spirit like going to the mind's altar yeah. like deity work and all that uh-huh. um that's also in everything also, just like you, with earth <laughs> if you aren't familiar when you see a pentacle oftentimes the top of the pentacle mm-hmm. is marked as spirit as mm-hmm. the fifth element so you have each, each tip is an element and the top is spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that came to my mind to tell everyone that, but it did. <laughs> no, I think that's important, <laughs> especially for newer witches who don't understand, like, you know, what the pentacle represents. It's not and, just a satanic symbol. <laughs> <laughs> and I know some people actually, they like, they kind of extend the four elements to be, oh gosh, what is it? Like, I don't personally do this, so I can't, I'm not going to be able to go off the cusp with this, but like metal and things oh, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I personally, like for me, these things still come from the earth and the other elements. So I don't really, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you really want to get into the, the, the trenches with it, um, <laughs> the elements are also assigned to different mythological creatures like fire mm-hmm. is dragon, sylphs are water, I think. No, maybe sylphs are earth, and then nymphs are water, and newts are water. Mm-hmm. Newts, no, newts are also fire, which has never made any sense to me. I don't know why that just thought that just popped back in my brain after I said it wrong. Um, yeah, there's like mythological creatures that are connected with each of the elements, and I do not u- utilize this at all. That sounds but very nineties. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it is true, but it also I I believe, and I might be speaking out of turn here, but I mm-hmm. believe that it is a big connection with some branches of Wicca as well. Mm. Um, I might be way out of pocket there. I might be way off. As we all know, I'm not a Wiccan. But I Mm -hmm. believe that that connection also deals with Wicca. And so you might see people who have altars that have, like, all these mythological creatures on it. And Mm -hmm. it's not just because they really like, you know, fairy tales. It's because these are symbols that are representative of the elements. Mm -hmm. I I always think that's interesting. Yeah. It's not for me. Like, I, I don't utilize it, but... Do you put the elements on your altar? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have feathers for air. You also mm-hmm. have incense for air, which mm-hmm. doubles for fire as well. Um, I have crystals that I keep, specific ones for earth. I also keep salt on my altar for earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I have candles as well for fire. Mm-hmm. And for water, I do not keep water. I keep seashells. I love that. It's so yeah. cute. <laughs> I personally, I do candles for fire and incense for air. And um, 
let's see. Oh God, brain fart. <laughs> oh, and water. Um, I actually consider the offerings to my guides and stuff uh, mm-hmm. rep- as representation to as water because I give coffee and stuff like mm, that. Yeah. And oh, I, I do water- that as well. Yeah, I do that <laughs> yeah. as well. Water is kind of like a channel for spirits and stuff like that. That's why we mm-hmm. spry and things like that. And so, yeah. like, I just personally count that. And I actually count my whole altar as representing earth, even though I do have crystals and stuff like that. As I said, well, I that think makes sense. Yeah. yeah, everything is so supported you have like by a wooden, earth. a wooden altar. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's really nice. <laughs> so how do you personally choose like which elements to use for spell work? So I, it, it depends on the spell work that I'm doing. Um, I have what I like to call casual spell work and what I like to call like serious spell work. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are perfectly fine, but it's stuff that I'm willing to put more energy into because it matters more to me. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For example, if I was going to do like baneful magic, that's not something I want to mess up. That's not something I want to half ass. So it's going to be something that I put a lot of more energy and time and and energy, you know what I mean? Like dedication mm-hmm. into. And so I would always call the corners in a spell like that. Where mm-hmm. if I had more casual spell work, like I just want to have a good day because I've been having a bad couple of days and I just like want the day to be kind of lucky and joyful, right? That mm-hmm. might be a really like fast spell that I don't do that sort of thing with. It's just something I'm doing at my altar first thing in the morning to kind of set an intention um, mm-hmm. for the day. So if I'm doing large spell work, I always call the corners. And when it comes to like incorporating specific other, you know, energies into that and elements into that, for me, it purely comes down to what is the overall outcome that I want to see. So if it is something that, for example, is prosperity work. Mm-hmm. I always use that as a great example because I feel like that's something everybody always does mm-hmm. to go to prosperity work, right? Is this something I want to see as a long-term growth, right? Mm -hmm. Or do I need fast money? If it's long-term growth, then I'm going to incorporate things like earth. I'm going to incorporate things like uh, water. Mm -hmm. Because combined, water and earth create life. You have seeds that grow and they need water and they need earth to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Gives you that stable foundation. The flow of water means the flow of money, right? These are the things that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. If it's something like I need, I need to pay this bill and I don't have this money and I need it now, I'm going straight to fire, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so these are the sort of things that I consider when I'm picking what elements I want to use. Is what is the overall outcome I want to see, and also what kind of spell am I doing? Is, mm-hmm. is it do I need it done fast or? Is this something that can be drawn out and I want to see grow slowly over time? Yeah. Oh, and we forgot, totally forgot to mention, a bunch of like herbs and also crystals are connected to the elements too. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So when looking for stuff for like prosperity work, as Robin was mentioning, you might look for something that's earth related mm-hmm. um, yeah. that is connected with earth. And there's so many correspondence books that so, help you do this. So many, yeah. Yeah. And you'll have conflicting, of course, information. Just go with yes, the one that feels right with the history. Personal opinion. Mm-hmm. These are things that. There's stuff that has historical context, but there's also UPG that's involved. And so for some people, kind of like Maria was talking about earlier about how like the emotions 
um, of creating come from water, right? But we can mm-hmm. also see it in air. It comes down mm-hmm. to our personal opinion on that. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, and then for calling the corners and stuff for me, I'm on the same page as you. I do it for like larger spells. Mm-hmm. Um, and But typically I don't do it unless it's for like a huge ritual just because... I already view my home as a sacred place. And totally. I have things that represent the elements all through my home. They're constantly mm-hmm. honored. Like, um, my home is my safe place. And, and a lot of people actually put watchtowers in their homes, symbolic exactly. watchtowers at at the cardinal directions. And so if you already have that as like a permanent fixture in your home, mm-hmm. I feel like you could probably skip that in general, like altogether, because it is a part of your home, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have that personally as an option <laughs> with how our house is manufactured. <laughs> it's not an option to do that sort of thing in my home. So Robin's home represents the element of metal. <laughs> <laughs> my home, it, 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 it's air, right? Because it's traveling. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's you deep. Like that? That's deep. Yeah, it's really deep. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so um, I love using like the moon's astrological position as inspiration for like which element to work with and how to work with it, which I think is great for any witch to consider, especially if like you're eager to do spell work, but you're like, don't necessarily know which spell to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if it's a Scorpio moon, I'll do something like with water and with a little bit of fire, like having a scrying session in the bath with a candle, like I said, on um the discord like i gave that as advice to one of our mentees actually uh last month yeah yeah Um, bathtub scrying the best it's nice (laughs) it's so good it's so good and i also i go through i personally go through phases of which element i work with the most like if i'm going through a super emotional time i typically find myself using water more and Mm. if i'm going through a phase that's like super passionate or like I'm constantly like irritated I'll probably work with fire more <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just I kind of like lean into those phases and don't fight against them and try to like incorporate spell work that I need to do around those things because I feel like it's kind of like the element reaching out to you eagerly to help you like in certain situations and then um what else was I gonna say um 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 as Robin said about like using fire for like quick stuff and water for like long lasting stuff. That's always on Mm -hmm. my mind too. Like Mm -hmm. fire is definitely special. Depends. Okay. It depends on what type of candle you use. Like if you're going to be using a seven day candle, obviously that's like more sustaining, like, but I feel, um, at least with the seven day candle, you should see a little bit, at least, you know, like periodically some movement already at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah. agree. I'm, I'm with you on this, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like doing a lot of mumbling, but that's fine. <laughs> I think that the elements are something that even if you aren't somebody who aligns with a more animistic practice I think that there's something to at least consider to incorporate into your practice Mm -hmm. because it just adds that extra layer of correspondence Mm -hmm. um I've seen a lot 
I'm going to be a little shady right now, and I don't mean to be mean, so please take this for what it is. But I've seen a lot of spells lately that have been coming up on social media where I'm like, where are we getting this correspondence from? (laughs) Like, (laughs) just me personally, I don't understand some of it. But again, we go back to UPG. And then I, I have to ask myself, okay, maybe, like, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they're using elemental things in terms of their ingredients. Mm-hmm. And that's just something I'm missing. Um, and so I feel like if you if you do utilize elemental things in, in your practice, perhaps two outsiders like me seeing on social media, it might be like, why are they using that? <laughs> Um, but for you, it makes perfect sense because it's aligning with your intention that is element-based. So it's mm-hmm. something to just consider. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's another layer of correspondence that is really beneficial. So. Yeah, and, you know, the whole point of, like, witchcraft is, like, to connect us deeper to the earth and, like, exactly. to work with the earth. So why not Mother involve, nature. you know. <laughs> involve the elements in spell work for that extra little oomph and a way yeah. to honor it. Absolutely. Mm. So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron this week? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Okay, I have two things that are stirring my cauldron this week. The first well, one is that Liminal Eleven sent me the Mystic Melodies Tarot Poster Book. Okay, look at okay. this. Okay, let's see it. <gasps> They're giant so major cool. arcana cards. This hasn't come out yet. This is coming out in June, I think she said. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miss- Mystic Melodies is my favorite tarot deck. Uh, Mystical Melodies is my favorite tarot deck right now, period. It's the rubber band vintage comic style. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. I am going to frame these and put these in my child's bedroom. Um, I think it's great. So <laughs> I am very excited about that. The second thing that is stirring my cauldron this week is our Discord. So Maria has been doing, she's been like uh, setting up a monthly mixer on our Discord. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we might show up to, we might not show up to, but it's just for people to like hang out, drink, you know, chat, Mm -hmm. just get to know each other in a non like educational kind of format. Non educational or typing. Like it's more, yeah. The last two months, they have done Quiplash for it. And it has been, which is a game. It's like a like a game where you get presented prompts and then you mm-hmm. have to give an answer for the prompt and then people vote on who had the best answer and that's how you get points. They <laughs> have made it Coffee and Cauldrons themed for the last two months. And when I tell you it's so fucking funny, the answers that they've given, I've made Erin, who has hosted it, she's amazing, um, Aaron has taken the time to make all these questions, coffee and cauldrons theme, and they are so funny. The answers are so fucking funny. Like, so funny. <laughs> Maria and I get roasted the whole time. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's great, and I love that, like, they've taken organically on their own. They've taken this, like, silly little, let's hang out on this first Friday of the month, and made this, like, great, like... <laughs> 
game time. I don't know. I love our Discord so much, and this is so on brand for them, and it just makes me really happy. <laughs> I forget, there was one that um, that Aaron posted. I think it was like, what book is definitely on Maria's bookshelf? And it was like, <laughs> it was like how to like, oh my gosh, what was it? It was like how to like how to be sm- not oh my gosh it's gonna bother There's me something about it's... smoldering i think oh yeah the user's guide to smoldering that's yeah. what it was <laughs> that's what it was i was like oh They're that's so definitely on my bookcase 100%. i'm trying to scroll up to find some of the best answers because they're just so fucking funny like they're aaron's like sorry guys i'm we're kind of roasting you and i was like continue please roast us more this is so funny i want pictures they're the so funny. Like, I just scrolled up to find some of them, right? Mm-hmm. What isn't stirring your cauldron is the prompt, right? The, the answers are slightly underdone tofu quiche. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> and, <laughs> the second one is, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I just think it's so fun. I love that they're doing it. I think it's amazing. I love that they're roasting the shit out of us. Like, it's so funny. Yeah, uh, it's like... Cards Against Humanity, but yeah. it's coffee and cauldrons. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> so, I think at the beginning of the year, what was stirring my cauldron or something like that was like the hermitness, like how I was like, I'm going to like be very hermity. I'm going to learn. And I was like, and I was like, I'm totally going to be out of it by now. Like I'll want to (laughs) do, I'll be so ready to do stuff and like, you know, be in the outside world, like happily, but like, yeah, no, (laughs) it's the hermit life for me. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) although not of my choosing um but it's fine i mean i pulled cards i pulled some cards um from the deck i'll actually be hyping for um like creators for a living Mm -hmm. and i got ebb and chaos and i'm like well and i just keep pulling them so (laughs) the whole like even the descriptions of them it's like compassion like just go through it to get through it and i'm like but it's supposed to be done by now and i'm just i'm ready to not in my hermit world thanks thank you so much um i'm ready to be done this has been wonderful i mean i'm like a fire sign like there's only so much like chill i can keep doing (laughs) like i was supposed to take it easy all last week and just like relax and then i wrote robin i was like i'm hurting i'm having a flare and robin's like you did too much didn't you i'm like yes yes i did do too much (laughs) she doesn't know how to relax (laughs) <laughs> my version of relax relaxing is rage cleaning so i mean <laughs> would you like to relax at my house <laughs> we'll just listen to my emo playlist and get shit done yes i listen to that in the car almost every day i'm not even kidding i love that playlist I, 
it's perfect. I need to post it to my like move over this because it's on my personal um, mm, Spotify. So I need to you move it over. You can copy it over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. It's a perfect playlist in every way. Um, in every way. Any every song way. you can think of that was like from. <laughs> the mid 2000s that yeah. we all jammed to was it's seen so here. Good. it's awesome. it, it, like there'll be times where i've listened to this playlist now for what three years mm-hmm. uh something like that three or four years now i've listened to this playlist routinely and <laughs> there'll be times where i'll be like i didn't know she put jimmy world on here this is amazing <laughs> i didn't know but i forgot <laughs> there's like 300 songs on it or more so i can't good. remember but Actually, I've been listening to it a lot as I've been going through my hermitness, so it fits. Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I know. If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This could be anyone from photographers, illustrators, bloggers, just anything. (laughs) Uh, These are not ads. These are organic finds by us. And this season we have been having listener submitted suggestions as a third option. So that being said, Maria, who are you loving this week? So, I recently received the Threads of Fate deck, the Imperium um, Tarot, and it's a holographic, like, um, not tarot, sorry, Oracle. They are releasing a tarot deck, like, (laughs) of it, but it's an Oracle, and it's holographic, and they're just so freaking neat and so cool and so well done. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I've never seen a holographic deck before, and the way that they did it is just so beautiful and so stunning like it has um it's completely up my alley because it's like the you know statues and Mm -hmm. like vintagey ladies and i don't know they're just super stunning and gorgeous and so like strange you know it's strange because you don't see them at all and they actually shuffle like super well like I just do the I've overhand. I've never seen a deck like it. It's so pretty. Yeah, I do it until like a card falls out, and there's no issues. I mean, I wouldn't do the whole riffle shuffle with it, mm-hmm. but no, like they're very well made, and I highly recommend like looking at them. They also mm-hmm. have three decks coming out on Kickstarter um, that I got sent samples of, and they're all like really neat and cool too. Like. The rune deck that they have coming out is so freaking neat. Like, just the art on it is so stunning. Like, for mm-hmm. the Kickstarter alone, like, that one is worth, like, just shoving, you know, throwing money at because it's so <laughs> beautiful. Take and my also, money! Yeah, and then the, uh, through the Kickstarter, they also have the tarot deck that's holographic also mm-hmm. coming out. So, yeah. So cool. So, who you been loving? So, um, actually, a friend of mine sent me this artist. They're called Toxic Moxie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Toxic, period, Moxie. And they do these really beautiful little illustrations of, like, ghosts and stuff like that. I, I feel like I maybe mentioned them before. When I when I picked them for this week, I was like, have I talked about this artist before? But maybe I haven't. Um, I'm totally obsessed with their artwork. I think it is so freaking cute. They have a illustration that they posted on February 5th of 
an inky mushroom mm-hmm. that is so freaking cute that I just want to squeeze it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's so stinking cute and I'm in love with it. So <laughs> They're really cute. It reminds me of like Animal, if Animal Crossing was ghost mushrooms and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, idea people who make Animal Crossing. I wish all would play haunted Animal Crossing. Like mm, that ping, sounds ping, like so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, who is our listener submitted uh creator this week? So it is Oracle of Roses by Oh my gosh, I'm going to totally mispronounce this name and I'm so sorry. I'm gonna do my best though. You're gonna do your best. <laughs> Sherlyn. Yeah, I think Darcy? that's totally right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah. totally right. Yeah, but they're so beautiful and it's kind of like oh my gosh, language for flowers, but all roses and obviously an Oracle deck. And I really like that style. Mm-hmm. It's like the old botanical um illustrations of flowers which i have like five books that have them all so big fan and a very stunning deck which i need to add to my others so thanks (laughs) for that she's got a problem people (laughs) i do have a problem i do i already have like four other decks so i'm like give me i need them give them to me yeah, and I already have received like five this year. So <laughs> it's not a problem. It's a collection. It's I'm a You're collector. Good. It's fine. You've never yeah. been better. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that we will see you again on Friday, May 19th for our Coffee Talk episode or May 26th for the 10th episode of season four. You can keep an eye out on our social media or head to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com to find out more information and see what we are up to. And don't forget to join us on Patreon May 27th for an intro to spell crafting class <laughs> hosted by Ella Harrison for the library tier and up. If you miss it, it will be available recorded uh, the, like immediately after the class because we switched how we were doing them. So it's like instantly it's available to watch yeah and i really like the new platform because you can see the questions like super easy you don't have to go to a much more interactive yeah Yeah, much more interactive i i think it's great and i don't know everybody seems really happy with it so that is how we will be proceeding forward and there will hopefully now never ever be (laughs) another issue with the videos just not working you better knock on wood <laughs> so, additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25 minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events like spells that we do as a group, a book club, mm-hmm. um, as, mixer. Yeah, the mixer, <laughs> and a group meditation. Like, there's so many things going on. And we have, we yeah. literally have six events every month. Yeah. And we have like, crazy. the most amazing people on there we do so yeah come join us but and we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with robin and myself yes come let us mentor you (laughs) 
And please, if you love our sexy, sensual, just chef kiss voices, take a moment to review us on your streaming service, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you are tuning in from. We love reading your reviews and rating us with five stars helps us to be seen by others. Thank you for everybody who already has and everyone who will in the future. So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. <laughs> All right, <Yeah>. ready? <laughs> One, two, two, three. three. Bye, Bye witches. witches. <laughs>